Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. I am alive, Clint McEwen. That's right. And you're back. I am back. In the studio. And we're back. Three months later, I'm in the studio with Benny Mathers. It's good to have you. In person. Mm-hmm. I really missed you. Could have brought FYI. the sunshine. Oh, I miss you too. You could have brought the sunshine, but <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe no. next time. <laughs> okay, I'll bring it next week. No, to it's the all good. Studio. Well, I had an amazing uh, journey to Kauai. It's going to take me probably months to digest what happened. It was a whirlwind tour. I was very busy meeting a lot of people from all over the world at the healing center, working with uh, Santa from Paradise and Disc Golf, and just uh, the Solar Polar Polaris Slingshot people and. It was a lot of fun, the musicians I met. Uh, but my favorite thing to do is when I go to Kauai is walk this labyrinth. It's a labyrinth that was made by a man when his wife passed away. It's on the south end. It's very hard to get to. And Phil Warwat took me there for the first time. And now I take people there. And I went with a group of women. Uh, this was like November. And um, November, I was walking the labyrinth first because they were doing their little uh, ritual. And I noticed that it was overgrown. And you couldn't see the middle. And I was starting to freak out because they're not going to be able to get to the middle of the, the labyrinth. And then I noticed while I was walking in bare feet that I was starting to go, ow, 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 ow. There was thistles everywhere and they're starting to stick to my, my pants. And then I thought I should go back and, like, warn them. And the voice said to me when I got to the middle, I finally found it, said, um, basically, no one said it would be easy. And last year I got, this is your life, your journey. So it's really important that I let other people find their way and I don't get involved. Aha. And then I took a couple uh, back to the labyrinth because I was there for two and a half months, and I got slow down. Mm-hmm. So what I have right now, it's all about being, and that's what the whole bike path every morning. I said, what should I be doing now? And they said, just be. Just be. And I think right now it's really important to realize this. This is your life, your journey. Slow down. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. I agree with you 100%. Or Dina Marie, who's like, dun, 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 dun. go, right? go, go. <laughs> and that's how you were for the previous, what, uh, six years, five years <laughs> that I've known you, maybe? And the way I slow down is I get in touch yeah. with Mother Nature. So mm-hmm. I've been back for a couple mm-hmm. weeks, and that's all I've done is enjoyed uh, some alone time and mm-hmm. hung out with uh, my beach and the sun, uh, yeah. sunsets. It's like your little recharging center. Exactly. It's that's good. what I needed. Yeah. And I was in the woods the other day, and I had two people pop into my mind because I was asking who should I have on my show, uh, my first show back. And two men popped up into my mind. One was James Wanless, and the other one's Josh Del Sol. And guess who's joining me this hour? Well, I could guess one of the two for sure. <laughs> well, on the phone with us this morning is James Wanless. Good morning, James. Aloha, Dina Marie. You're back. Yeah. I am back. And you've been on the show a few times, and you were kind enough to let me um, use your uh, graphic, your photos of your cards in my book. And I actually sold my last book in Kauai this trip. Oh, no. You mean the Voyager cards, is that right? The Voyager cards, yes. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. So tell the people, uh, the listeners, a little bit about you so they know who I'm talking to. A little bit about me? Oh, boy. I'm an old guy, 75 years young now, Dina Marie. You are. Just just (laughs) got through my cancer. That's kind of obligatory. That's cool. (laughs) Changed my life. It's incredible. Um, and I guess I'm best known for the Voyager Tarot deck that I created uh, 35 years ago or something like that. Is that enough? Well, and I have two decks of the, the larger ones, and you've actually given me some of the smaller ones. 
But I take those cards to Kauai, and people just, it, it blows them away. One card after yeah. a reading, and it's just spot on. And it's, most of the time, it's really positive. There's a little upside down, you know, up, reverse cards, but they're all pretty much telling you a little bit about what you already know, but giving you a little more um, insight on what you need to do next. Well, that's that's the whole plan, and and I, it's all about turning adversity, however, in a positive way into opportunity. And actually, the so-called negative cards in Voyager or any tarot deck, there's a dozen of them. Uh, it's mindfulness um, that I, oh, I see that card. Oh, oh, negativity. Watch out! Watch out! Red flag. Now that I've previewed this, I can prevent. I can preempt because I am prepared to prevail. <laughs> so, I mean, the cards are an amazing tool for staying positive and finding opportunity and energy in everything. And as I was running out the door, I grabbed a card and I got the Empress card. What does that mean? Well, it means nothing. <laughs> it's a piece of paper. Not a lot of illusion. A piece of paper does not determine our, our lives, but the information does. And the Empress is the divine feminine. It's the goddess that you and all women are. And the women's march is tomorrow, Saturday, because it's... 2019 adds up to three ultimately, and three is the number of the Empress. So you're right in sync, Dina Marie, with this mother goddess in you and in all people. Oh my, what a beautiful archetype to be. <laughs> well, and that's what I learned in Kauai is that by the time I left, no one wanted me to leave. I'm too easily the Empress. That might be my uh, downfall because I love cooking. I love, I really like cleaning. I know it's a little OCD, but I love taking care of people and, and being in the center. You know, people are like, oh, we love it when you leave food in the fridge. And it's, you know, you're, you're, we, we have a little counseling uh, center right there. I'm doing my work. They sit next to me and everybody that works there gets a little counseling. It's, it's like what I used to do as the mom, you know, with three kids and the neighborhood kids coming through. And I really love it. But at the end, I was like, wait a minute, I haven't had a spare moment for myself. So it's that balance. Between, well, right. Yin and yin and yang. Well, that, that is absolutely the truth. And a lot of mothers, especially, and women, you know, really uh, give. I mean, you guys give. You have tremendous love and compassion for life and for others. So you're always giving. And sometimes you you run on empty, in a sense, emotionally empty. And so it's just so important to give back to yourself. And matter of fact, the one thing when I was in a monastery way back in the 70s in uh, Tibetan Buddhist monastery in Nepal, uh, the only thing I remember the Lama saying was, treat yourself the way a mother treats her child. And that's a real empress um saying and it's one i try and do to myself every day I, I you know we push ourselves we try hard and all this kind of stuff but hey breathe and be nice to ourselves really nice and i love that because at the end the last couple of weeks i started running away from home <laughs> i would go take my bike and just ride forever like a kid you know, and just run into places I've never been and, and give my, I nurtured myself like a child. I, I started saying no, you know, even in paradise, I found myself kind of being run ragged. And that's kind of a, a thing I, I do here on the mainland, of course. But it was like I actually uh, escaped and I, I saw myself doing it and I stopped myself in time not to lose energy. And again, like, right, I'm home right now building. I feel like I'm building my aura again. And then I'll go back. Like right now, I just did two hours of traffic and I was I was fine. But I don't think I would have been fine if I hadn't taken that time. Yeah, well, it brings up a good question of what is home, actually. I mean, we think of our apartment or our house or 
I actually live in a garage loft, <laughs> you know, but home for me is mother nature. It's this earth. And that's where I get solace. That's where I get renewed is a big walk in nature. And particularly because I live here out here in California in LA, it's, which is a drought country when it rains like yesterday, that's nothing like walking in the rain and drinking the water from the gods and the goddesses on high to me, that is home, and that's where I restore myself. I always say there's no place like home, and it's self-care. It really does start with us. Self-care is a big buzzword now. I mean, you know, the, the 42 women that were elected into Congress, into the House of Representatives, is amazing. And, and one of their big mantras is self-care, self-care, self-care. And that's what we're all about. And that's the Empress. That's the Empress. But it's interesting. Before we get to the Empress number three, when we add up 2019, it adds up to 12. And Dina Marie, 12 is the hanged man. Ah, you know, what, what is the hangman? A hangman represents a lot of different things. But what's interesting to me is the American Psychology Association just came out last week for the first time in their 135-year history about how masculinity ideology, which is the prevailing kind of male ethos in America, is in fact a pathology that can lead to lots of mental and emotional problems. And I totally agree with that. And so I'm kind of seeing that as the hangman and really having to really look at our masculine ways. And is that the right way or to rebalance as you're talking about with the Empress? And that's beautiful because as I'm walking the last couple weeks, I'm thinking, okay, what do I got to do next? What do I got to do next? And that is the masculine side of myself. Like go, 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 achieve, 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 keep running. And the voice still, after a couple months, is still saying, just be. You've done Just enough. Be, Just you've done be, enough. B B B. I know it, it's hard to do because I I freak out too sometimes. You know when I have nothing to do, I, I like wait a minute, wait a minute. What what am I missing? What did I not do? What should I be doing? It's truly amazing how programmed we are to achieve. And that you're right. That's a, that is the male way. And I I saw uh, well Kauai. I have. Uh, two hours in the morning to myself. I get up before sunrise. I'm on a bike and I'm, oh, it's just the most amazing thing. No one's out there. And I can see actually the stars and the planets. And then I get to my, my sacred site. And then that's when the sun comes up. And I did see wells this time, but that's my, my, um, my prayers in the morning go out. And then they're answered on the way back on the bike. It's the most crazy thing. Oh, sweet. That is so sweet. And I think you're bringing up a really important thing to do a kind of a sacred ritual for ourselves at some point in the day. Uh, morning is really great. And that's, you know, what I do, Dina Marie, is I pick a card a day from Voyager about what to love about me today. <laughs> I like that. Or give yourself credit. Why, why do we always have to keep thinking we're in the debt? We, we, have done a lot. We are really good. Our cups are full if we can look at it that way. Oh, totally. But we forget about, you know, even loving the shadow parts of ourselves. I'm picking a card right now, and it's called Time and Space, which I got like, what's that about? You know, really? Am I a spaced out cadet kind of a guy? Maybe. But it really represents what to love about me is I'm a visionary. 
I go, I fly on my imagination. I go places and that's how I create so much by following my magic of imagination. And I just told someone yesterday about time and space is that uh, karma and you know, you don't know karma until you have some time to see the, the seeds you've planted and over time what has, has uh, grown. And, and that's like going back to Kauai and sitting at the healing center after all the years trying to get back there over and over again and doing my healing work. You know, someone walks through the door and I've seen them for over seven years. And then I, I see the time and space. You know, it's, it's, I feel like it's all happening at once. But with that time, I can actually see over seven years how someone has grown or how we've had this amazing relationship. And really it is about an open heart letting intuition like lead but you have to get in touch with it and then magic really does happen in your life magic does happen but you're absolutely right about having an openness and an open mind and an open heart so newness and new ideas and and feelings and thoughts and voices can fly in but you know a lot of times we're just so set in our ways we don't realize kind of how fixed we get and when we're fixed and we're set, we're closed. And if you look at everything from a biological point of view, from a systemic point of view, closed systems die. <laughs> you know, and walls create uh, closed systems. Uh, I'm not trying to be political here, but I guess I was a little bit. But, it, the but it's truth true. It's is, a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The idea is be open, open, open. But, of course, in nature, I mean, you know, trees have bark. I mean, the, the oldest trees in the planet, uh, they're bristlecone pine. They live in the Sierras in between California and Nevada. They're 5,000 years old. These trees, literally 5,000 years old, and because they have an amazing kind of resin on their trees that insects and bad critters can't get to. So we do have to have a sense of boundaries, and we have, do have to know how to say no, and that's the positive use of no. No to that, which is really saying yes, yes to me. Ooh, I like that a lot. I love that. And the crown chakra, which is I work with the chakras, is open-mindedness. So it's like you have a little funnel, and then you have discernment, you know, and you can use your heart chakra. Does this feel good? Should I be moving forward with my lower chakras? But, yeah, open-minded means anything can kind of go in, and then you, you decipher for yourself if it feels good. Well, and I think that's, yeah, totally. But I think we need a, a, a habit or a, a set of actions or something to remind us to open the mind, particularly the, the crown chakra, which I sometimes call the clown chakra. <laughs> but that's why meditation is so important. I mean, the reason why I've been successful with all my creative work is it's all based on Vipassana meditation, which is simply sitting, closing your eyes, turning off the phone, you know, and watching yourself, but feeling your higher self, feeling your aura, feeling your body, feeling your heart, feeling everything about you without judgment. And that opens us up. And I, I always say, look up, look up, because, you know, if I look out and I notice the moon and the stars and get out of my head, that's when I feel I feel I, I do the readings. When I see people kind of look up at something about pondering, I feel like their crown chakra just opened up. And Sometimes we're walking and we're shaking our heads, looking down. That kind of indicates to me a closed uh, crown chakra. So, you know, prayer. And I, I just, it says, if prayer is talking to God, it says then intuition is God talking to you. And I think that's what I get on my bike path in the morning is I'm looking up. 
I'm asking God for direction or spirit or higher self, whatever. I don't care what you call it. And then you, you focus on the beauty of what's going on in front of you. And then you get that aha moment or that small, still voice. And then you act on it. Oh, you are so wise, Dina Marie. I love you. This is so beautiful what you're saying here. And by the way, uh, just a little uh, <clears throat> preview uh, everybody, look look up at seven th- starting at seven thirty Sunday night Pacific time PM seven thirty. The Wolf Blood Moon. Ooh. It's a, a special kind of eclipse, and the moon can look reddish and bloodish and cool. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. But having said about looking up, I am always. I, I, I try and live a balanced life. So a lot of times I do look down, but I'm looking down at where I'm going. Because I, I love to, you know, especially because I work a lot in Asia. I lo- when I walk, I walk a lot. That's my meditation, actually. And I look down because I love kind of these sewage system uh, <laughs> covers and all these kinds of things they have on their streets. And I take photos of them. I think they are fascinating. What's above our head is totally angelic and important. But what's below our feet is equally <laughs> valuable to be noticing and aware of. Grounded. <laughs> grounded, grounded, grounded. I get grounded a lot. And, you know, I also think that uh, photography is a great third eye exercise because you're focusing on something other than that uh, monkey, was it monkey chatter or monkey voice? Well, monkey mind. The monkey, monkey mind. mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I have, uh, I think, 45,000 photos on my phone, which wow. is insane. Of course. But when I look through a lot of these photos, I can tell you exactly where I was and what it was. Because when you that's my spiritual practice, actually, is go for a walk, take my camera. And if I see something I like, I click it without judgment. And that is that's not so easy to do, because part of me says, well, wait a minute, is that worth taking a photo of? And I'm already thinking. And when you start thinking you've lost the moment, you've lost the spontaneous genius that's there. So my practice is I see it, I click it, click it and see it. And I tell you, I can remember. So you are very, very conscious in that kind of walk. I love it. And it was uh, spring and I live in this beautiful neighborhood by the water and all the flowers were in bloom and I usually have some music on I'm running and all of a sudden I'm taking picture after flower after flower after flower and they're just amazing and the, and the um, post office person she's delivering mail and she's like oh my god what are you doing I'm like I'm focusing on the beauty in my neighborhood <laughs> it's like okay. oh by the way you look beauty. crazy oh I mean I think walking beauty is not a bad idea and I actually have done a series um, what I call dying beautiful on Facebook. Now everybody hates that dying beautiful. Oh, that's awful. Um, uh, but uh, what I do is I take photos of flowers that are fallen, that are on the street, on the sidewalks, on the ground. A lot of times I pick them up and put them together and they are absolutely exquisite, you know? So I do know about what you're saying, but gosh, sometimes we just step on beauty and we walk on beauty. And that's why looking down is not a bad idea all the time. <laughs> and Benny would say probably a good idea for me because I, I like to live in the clouds a little bit. And that's why mother nature is so important to me. That's why I need to get outside. And I love, I swim year round. I've been in the water already since I got back. It was a little bit cold, but there's just, it's an aliveness. Let's bring up the word aliveness. Mm, mm. Oh, my favorite word is aliveness. And, you know, I've been on a, a lot of different paths. I mean, even the, the path of enlightenment and the path of being an American and a, an academic path with a professor and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, this this cancer thing that I had 
for the last year and a half woke me up. I was woke. I think that's what they say now because I love life. I realize how much I treasure life, how much I haven't really lived my life with my life purpose and my destiny. And so I am on it now. I am fully on about life. And that is aliveness. And with that kind of sense of, sense of aliveness, wow, are you so much more creative? And I think creativity is the cure. I mean, a lot of people have, we have psychological problems and blah, blah, blah. Start creating anything. Just create, create, because that you're calling upon the life force from within, the creative life force that gave us birth. So when we kind of reach out and connect with what gave us life, and, and and bring it through ourselves, we are alive and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing here on Earth. That's beautiful. And that's how we get to the places that are, everyone's like, how did you get there? And how'd you get there? It's creative. I'm very creative. To, to live the lifestyle I'm living, it's a less is, less is more. And it's creativity. And so taking that time to get in touch, it's your crown chakra, but opening yourself to something higher than yourself you know, focusing on the beauty in the world, maybe setting some intentions and then staying in the present moment. I get this this voice and then it, I start painting pictures in my mind. I call it your paintbrush. You just start painting pictures in your mind. And that's your um, way. That's the way you manifest it out here is these higher chakras. And so if we're overwhelmed and and we're not taking time for ourselves and we don't meditate, like you say, or take that time to distill our minds. We are actually, I call it driving while blind. You're making decisions and you're going places, but you sit back maybe at 50 and go, what the heck? Where did I go and why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, why? <laughs> exactly. But, you know, there's one thing I really learned at Burning Man, the festival out in the desert, which is very cool. And I, I think everybody should try and go to Burning Man once in their life. But the, 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 the rule is no spectators, no spectators, because we are a spectator nation. Because our movies, our Netflix, our TV, and all the entertainment like Bread and Circuses in Rome are incredible. And so we send a lot of people sit, spend a lot of time watching, watching others, watching the screen, watching the screen, whether it's a computer screen or the TV screen, whatever. And I, the, what's really, in a way, changed my life, Dina Marie, is getting rid of the television. When you get rid of TV... And now you're at home at night and maybe alone. What am I going to do? Oh, no. Create, 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 <laughs> create. And that will open up your life to be more authentic to who you really are. Once you're authentic through your creativity, then you can be the author of your true life. And when you start to live your truth, wow. I mean, there is no stopping you. It is an ec ecstatic way of being aliveness. <laughs> I love you because guess what? My son stayed at my place for two months, left his television. I've been watching TV and I cannot sleep at night. <laughs> and it, I've never, I haven't had a sleep TV for seven years. And I woke up this morning. That's it. I can't. I, now I remember why I'm having weird dreams. I'm putting too much into my, my computer and I don't even thank you because I knew it wasn't good for me. And it's been like the last week I've been watching television. Yay. It's got to go. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and, and, and the shows are so powerful and so well done. And, you know, we're open, particularly at night. And our psyches are open and this imagery, and there's a lot of dark stuff, you know, that comes on television. And I guarantee we take it 
in and hence we don't sleep well i mean it's it's like it's like feeding our soul our, our bodies i mean we don't eat a lot of poison do we I mean, consciously, I know we eat a lot of chemical junk, but that's in a way what this, these brilliant TV shows are. I mean, they're toxic for our fragile psyche. We really have to be aware of that. And taking that time to empty our mind and, and you know, sleep well, eat right. It, it's it's the whole enchilada. A good one. Well, and, and, and like, <laughs> but like you say, I mean, you go for the bike rides and all that kind of stuff. Be physical. Okay, you metaphysical people, get physical. I mean, the body rules. I mean, it's all about the body. And, and I guarantee, that, I mean, you know, a lot of people have psychological problems or even addiction problems. I tell them, go run, man, go sweat, go breathe, get out there, work it, work it, work it. And your endorphins will kick in that hormone that makes you feel great and creative and wild and alive. Oh, that to me in my way, I mean, that's really the quickest way for me to reach God or the goddess is really go for a brisk walk and breathe hard. And the breathing, by the way, you grow new brain cells. And that's what the neuroscientists say. They can see new brain cells being grown and you stay healthy. That is the fountain of youth. The path of aliveness is work out your body. Get going. And that's our prescription. You just got to get your warm clothes on and make yourself do it. And halfway through... It, you feel better. Your brain, I do it for my mind, not for my body most of the time. Well, yeah, but it's, it, think of those endorphins. It's like that runner's high. I've created more wild stuff coming off of a walk <laughs> than any other thing, for sure, except for long drives. A long distance drive that's an easy drive is another way of moving the mind and going places. Wow, I love that one. I love it. And James, you are amazing. What would you like to leave our listeners with besides your website so they can reach out to you? Oh, uh, James with J-A-M-E-S and then with a hyphen and Wanless, W-A-N-L-E-S-S, James-Wanless.com. Pretty simple. Hey, I'm Dina-Marie.com. Yep. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> we're hyphenated. Well, we live in a hyphenated existence because we're this and, 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 and. It's hard to put on a business card. That's why we don't have them anymore. Well, I invite you to reach out to James, like his Facebook page, go to his website. Uh, you uh, travel about and do your um, your classes and such, and you can actually get him. You do some online things? Uh, yeah, I do online classes, but I, I'm, I'm an in-person person, and I'll be in Florida in a couple of weeks for a couple of weeks, and then I go to Japan for a few weeks, and then, I don't know, back to Europe, I think, for a few weeks, something <laughs> like that. Okay, well, I'm glad you're doing well, and I will have you back on the show. Thanks, Dina Marie. Love it. Bye. Stay tuned. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. I am alive. I will sing. I will dance and scream. I am alive. And I will be who I Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Aloha. Join me, Dina Marie, on the island of Kauai. Let me be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. You'll receive daily healing sessions and experience fun, interactive outings to some of my favorite places, sacred sites, secluded beaches, and sunrises that will lift your spirits. 
Go beyond the tourist spots, meet fascinating locals, and leave with amazing memories. Retreats are based on your schedule and budget. For more information, visit liftyourspiritswithdinamarie.com. My name is Adrian the Champ Starks, and I am an international speaker, author, coach, and the founder of Champion Up. My mission in life is to help individuals overcome their obstacles by searching, believing, conditioning, and acting upon their winning potential. Why? Because winning is in all of our DNA, and you were born to win. So if you really want to believe in that champion in you, go to my website, championup.net, to discover more about your winning potential. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Arnold, and we're the co-creators of The Connection App. Are you busy and sometimes distracted from what really matters? Do you want a simple, easy, and fun way to enhance your relationships? The Connection App helps you develop the connection habits that lead to deeper feelings of love, intimacy, and trust. It's a habit-building app. The Connection App is making together better. Download it for free today at theconnectionapp.com, the App Store, or Google Play. Tune in to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie every Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150. You will be introduced to fascinating people, discover fun places to visit, and be encouraged to participate in activities that will lift your spirits. For a schedule of upcoming guests, visit liftyourspiritswithdinamarie.com. For archive shows, go to 1150kknw.com. Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie is sponsored by Seattle Natural Awakenings Magazine. Are you looking for an affordable and effective way to market your holistic business? By advertising in Seattle Natural Awakenings Magazine in print and online, you will reach a readership of 50,000 ideal customers. And like no other magazine, we also have creative tools to deliver your message to the world. Join the Seattle Natural Awakenings family and let us support you in bringing your business to the next level. To get into our next issue, call 425-350-5448 or visit us online at seattleawakenings.com. We are ready to go to work with you and for you. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. All I, I will sing, I will dance Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And while I was walking in the woods, another man just, I don't know why these two jumped into my mind, but they did. And I've been wanting to have Josh Del Sol on the show for quite a while. Then I went back to my place, turned on Facebook, and they were both on my Facebook feed. And I hadn't seen them for quite a while. Uh, joining us this morning is Josh Del Sol. Hi, Dina Marie. How are you? Well, I'm having an amazing time back in the studio. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, I'm really excited to have you on the show. We've been going back and forth for actually years. And I let the listeners know a little bit about what we did on the last show, what we were talking about then. Well, we were talking about smart meters on the last show, weren't we? Yes, we were. And do um, you want me to just to go into it, or did you well, have questions for me? I can tell you something pretty, and I can bring it up because I asked permission. So okay. when you uh, got interviewed by Ann Dorn for the magazine, for the Smart Meters, you opened a, a whole world for me. And then we had you on the show. And Smart Meters are the things they put on your house. And it's the, the P- PUD for us. It's the Public Utility District. And I have a friend named Van Connor who made an album with me, bless his beautiful heart. And he was in charge of part of that process to get it on Camano Island. So I've been watching, you know, thinking that it's going to come to Camano and I'm going to stand on the bridge and stop it. And guess what? They canceled it. They're not coming to Camano. <laughs> These smart That's meters. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, so for our listeners out there, um, I did a, originally, the original version was released in 2013, a documentary exposing the problems with uh, so-called smart utility meters. These are um, the digital wireless meters that uh, utilities have been um, deploying on people's houses without their consent and without letting them know the, all the facts. So it's real. I love to hear stories like that, Dean Marie, where people, you know, heard about the matter or watched the film and then, you know, something positive happened. They were able to get it removed from their house or like, and that's awesome that the whole, you know, island, uh, Camino Island um, decided to go smart meter free. I, I love to hear that. And without you in the article in the magazine, I wouldn't have known what a smart meter is. And I'm very sensitive to electricity. I don't have things plugged in. In fact, I had mm-hmm. Risa out to my house, and she checked all the, the plugs and things like that. And there's those things I unplugged. There was two lights that were giving off a whole bunch of stuff. She actually picked up stuff from the Navy base in Oak Harbor. Oh, wow. Yeah, from my place. So it's really it made me conscious of electricity and how it affects us. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does, and it's not to, to put anyone in in fear. But uh, when you look at it from the from the building blocks, who are we as human beings? We are electromagnetic beings, right? We're we're electricity and magnetism and e, EMF fields, whether they're positive or whether they're negative. And I can give examples of both. But because we're electromagnetic beings, EMF fields naturally have uh, uh, an effect. They naturally like interact with with our fields. So, and it's not at all to to take our own ability away or uh, our own ability away to create the way that we want to experience life either. Because you and I were talking yesterday, uh, Dina, about this whole consciousness shift that many people, including myself, are kind of in right now, and we're realizing that you know, kind of starting to look at ourselves and the world from a different angle, and th- some really cool things are opening up. Well, and I think you and I, with the first of all, I, Take Back Your Power is an amazing movie. I, I suggest everyone uh, go to your site and, and watch that. That's first of all, because it really puts you in a whole different uh, space, your mind. But I know that you and I, are, we ha- we're passionate. And we, we, we have, we're purposeful. And we, we get out there and we try to, like, get things done. And just like my walk in the labyrinth where it said, this is your life, your journey, sometimes we need to uh, retreat and go back to our inner selves and spend some time there. And I think that's kind of where you're at right now. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, should we go into that or or should I talk um about some of the projects I've I've um I've developed and and this and, and take back your power what what would you like to get into? I'd like to go to your inner self and what you've been do- okay. working on. Okay, cool. So, I have been realizing over the past uh, I guess year and a half that this this mode of being like a social change advocate and having put together this, um, you know, award-winning documentary that's maybe been seen by a million and a half people. We've had over 500 screenings worldwide about this big global problem. And then the follow-up project, getting to the solution of that and actually like holding accountable the individuals in corporations and in government who have been um, causing these problems. Uh, what I, the direction that my, my soul or, or creator has been leading me on is um, – Combining the in good intention work in the world, you know, the external with the internal process, the, the transformation and awakening consciousness and really tapping into, into the creator in us where I believe and I've come to experience the true power is. So it's so easy when you're kind of, you know, you have a good intention, you want to serve humanity and you become aware of stuff like who isn't becoming aware of some some crazy stuff happening in the in the world, right? I mean, it's 
it's um all you have to do is just open your facebook feed and it's, it's just there it's just there all the time so it can be easy to lose oneself to lose one's identity as a sovereign timeless soul here having in my my understanding my model of reality we're we're timeless souls having a human experience here and it's so easy um to to lose one's identity when you become entangled in some of these problems with forces that seem to be directly against humanity and when we get hopeless it's it's it, you know i get overwhelmed when i i do start reading stuff and then i feel mm-hmm. like why even bother it's just so overwhelming and that's when you have to pull in and go and, and it was Deepak or something. Everything you need is within. So you go back within, and by changing your inner self, and it's all woo-woo sounding, you do change the world around you. That's that's right. I mean, like Gandhi said, be the change, right? I mean, it happens in in you first. Uh, Jesus or Jeshua said, "The kingdom is within." You know, um, and and all these masters and all the, the ancient Vedic teachings about about consciousness and awakening and transformation. Um, if I mute myself, it's because I'm just still getting over this viral bronchitis. So um, if, if it goes silent, that's, that's why. But um, it, it really is about the process that's happening within and, and almost like it's a, it's a form of self-care to take care of that first before you try to take care of anything on the outside. So for me... And I think for many people out there who've been hearing, you know, we've been, we're, we're like truth addicts almost, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of our listeners can probably relate. We, we want to know the real story, even if it kind of makes it, makes us feel uncomfortable and pushes our, um, uh, you know, pushes our, our boundaries a little bit. We want to know. But in that process, like we hear all this stuff and and we kind of maybe go through a process of like feeling depressed or feeling overwhelmed or feeling like oh i can't take take this on or it seems to be going in a bad way and that what i've come to realize is that may potentially be a natural part of the cycle to a greater awakening of consciousness and i think for me one of the points in which i've been talking about lately i did a facebook video just for on my personal page a week ago or so <coughs> excuse me and it's to the effect of realizing that we have all this bad news uh, around us, all these agendas and everything, you know, if, if we're paying attention to that stuff, but we are still here. You know, we're still here. We're still awake. We're still alive. We're not um, going anywhere. And we're really actually deepening our process of connection with ourselves and, and with, with others, you know, as we get more, more attuned to the truth that's happening within us and through us. Um, there's almost like a galvanizing process that I notice is happening and I'm experiencing myself, um, but it's a softening at the same time, you know? So it's not like, it, it's, I guess it's a recognition that the old ways of going out there and marching and being angry and, and projecting, really, because that's what we're kind of doing. We're, we're not accepting everything in our, in our own psyche and consciousness that, that we deem as bad. So we're then finding someone or some political party or some entity or organization to project that upon and then labeling labeling them as evil and then basically going to war. And what I'm talking about is this transformation of consciousness that I've kind of termed bringing the unity into the duality or finding the unity within the duality. So really, this is an opportunity. 
It's an amazing thing that we're, we're putting in front of us. And you said on your walk, be still and know that I am, that I am God, that God is there for us. And I, again, I don't want to use any word you want to put there, but that higher <laughs> self, that higher energy that you can connect to and spending time connecting to that. And what yeah. I learned through my high blood pressure is I was entertaining things I had no control over in my mind, which affected my body. So mm-hmm. what do I do now? When I feel my head start to spin, because that's how it feels when my blood pressure goes up, I'm like, what thought am I entertaining? And that's when I'll take some deep breaths and I will go and quiet my mind, which is meditating. And then mm-hmm. the, my blood pressure goes down. So I don't take medication anymore, but it was such a, such a weird thing. It, it rarely goes up like it used to, but I was entertaining. I was getting overwhelmed. I felt hopeless. And mm-hmm. my blood pressure, as I think of it now, is, is, was a great gift. And, you know, your health, right? Your health. That's when you, you go in like, what did I do wrong? How can I fix yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give you an example of that. Um, on another video just released on my personal Facebook, I'm, I'm like kind of going through this phase where I'm like opening up and giving myself freedom to be vulnerable in Yay, a new way that I, I never <laughs> I never have before, right? So I'm like even like sending out these some of these personal videos to um, our subscriber list. We have a subscriber list of about 25,000 people um, on from the Take Back Your Power site. And what I'm getting is like people are really resonating with this. They're like, yes, thank you so much for being open and sharing that from your heart. That's exactly what I've been feeling. That was that spoke to me and that offered encouragement because I can relate to that. There's all these people like having these these experiences. We're just tired of the fight. And sometimes our our body will will, you know, speak to us that. And an example, you mentioned health. Um, I want to give you an example of just this past week. Uh, it was about a week ago, I think that um, I was in a place with this viral bronchitis, and many of y'all listening know what I'm talking about, in, in, the, in the Pacific Northwest, probably a lot of places, this terrible cold cough thing is going around. And I wasn't sleeping, Dina, for like three days, almost three days in a row. I would sleep for like 15 or 30 minutes at a time, and I would wake up, I would wake myself up either coughing or not breathing because my body was so tired it, it literally couldn't almost breathe at times so um it's a terrible place it was like i was you know in the dark night of the soul there for for a few days and, and nights um a friend of mine you know put it really gently and softly and kind of challenged me a little bit she said have you ever thought about talking to communicating with the the consciousness of the um of the virus of that which is opposing you and as an example, I'm using this, but but imagine the applications, right? You could go all the way up or all the way down or use this on, on anything if this if this does work. So, but I'll tell you my experience is um, I have I had heard about that before. Um, I had never actually um, really you know gone into that um, at least recently, kind of in this in this uh, last most recent phase of my life. But I was in the shower and I just took a minute and I said. Okay, you know, I'll just kind of go with this. You know, consciousness of the of the the virus that's that's kind of coming against me and leading me to this dark night of the soul in which I can't even sleep. Is there any message you have for me? Is there any assuming that that this reality or this this universe is for my benefit? What information do you want to convey to me? What are you here to do? And and I'll tell you, like what came from that was like a one minute conversation that I got some answers and, and I, you know, then I kind of said, okay, well, since 
I, I hear that now. Would you be, you know, how about like letting me sleep? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually that night, so a couple hours later when I went to bed that night, I actually slept almost the whole night through. And I've been sleeping the whole night through ever since. It's been, you know, uh, amazing. And there's a physical component as well and, you know, this different things I've been taking. But it's interesting how it's all connected. And when we stop making enemies, perhaps, of that which seems to be coming against us, even to the point of threatening our life, even with some of these big agendas that are happening on uh, on the planet, Dina, even with political parties that we feel threatened by, when we stop making enemies of them and, and find out, okay, assuming a benevolent universe, what is it that you that you're here to tell me and it's and it's like shut our mouth and and be humble and listen and, <laughs> and reconnect. you reconnected you reconnected right. you took the time right. to reconnect and i don't i don't want to even i don't even want to use intentions what you did is you basically looked up and asked for some help for sleep and that's what spirit energy whatever it is it's reconnection and then you bring it back down into you and then mm-hmm. things start to happen. But if we don't stop and we don't take time to reconnect, that's where we're on the treadmill, running as fast as we can to save the universe or the world, and that's right. when we get ill. Right. It's a problem when we're trying to save the universe, <laughs> whether it's individually or con- connect, uh, collectively, and it's only external focused. That's when it becomes a problem. And that's what I realized is that, you know, I'm, uh, first of all, I don't have to become a martyr. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a relationship with, with Christ such as that I, I don't have to go to the cross to, you know, to, 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 you know, sacrifice myself because when that being came and delivered what, what the message that he did 2000 ago, uh, 2000 years ago, I believe that that was a divine purpose that allowed, it he was like a way shower that opened up our ability to be in oneness with the, with the creator. So that's, that's just my perspective. That's that's how how I see and, and feel things, and I'm realizing as I let let go of that, um, almost like unconscious desire. It's almost like um, a death wish in a way. It's almost like I'm gonna do this or this is gonna change or or else. Um, you know, I don't want to be here, and the the extreme attachment to outcome that that entails can really um, destroy. Like or seek to to destroy. Maybe I don't know if it can destroy. Probably it can. Someone's psyche, right? So, but when we so what I'm advocating, Dina, is not withdrawing from being the force of change in the world, but flipping the polarity on that, so that instead of trying to push matter around on the outside of us, like let's say Newtonian physics, let's say there is a transition that's happening within consciousness toward what quantum physics, and that's observer consciousness based so the way that we see it appears and i can't explain this but the way that we see is having a greater increasing effect on ourselves our reality and the world around us so it's understanding that is the starting point the creator lives in us and i love what james was saying about get creating right get making things in the world and and that will open things up for you because that is if you can imagine ourselves as like a zero point energy portal or just a you know, I don't know if that makes sense to people either, but um, imagine the energy, the creative energy coming out of you and then influencing, you know, the world and your environment the way that you choose to um, and, and without being attached to the outcome. That's another thing. We can't be attached to the outcome. 
or we can't require people around us to, to make certain choices. It's all about our choices and letting go of attachment to, to, to the other. Um, but when, what I'm finding is, and I'm just like kind of like a baby on this journey. I'm not an expert. I'm just like kind of relaying in real time what I'm experiencing and I'm getting the feedback that I'm getting. It's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, me too, or I can relate to this, or what do you mean about this? So, but there, it does seem just to, to, to give, you know, your listeners some encouragement from the front lines of someone who's kind of been out there um, trying to change the world and launched like mass actions and films and stuff like this. There are a lot of people who are engaged in advocacy who are getting this internal consciousness process, and I believe that that um, humanity is is going to uh, shift in a positive way, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like it. And it's okay to be vulnerable, and it's okay to reach out for help, and that's how I kind of when I was watching you uh, on the video, I, I felt like you were being courageous. You were coming out, and it was hard for you, and I, I just did it personally. The other day, asking people for help, which is something I don't do. And it's mm-hmm. really important that we all move together as a team. So when you and I come back down to earth, I had someone say the other day, well, Dina, you're not like so-and-so because you're always up on your horse riding high. I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> that is absolutely mm-hmm. not true. You know, and normally I'll have, you know, some time alone in nature. I'll, I'll reach out to spirit. And then spirit will bring me some random person that will lift my spirits, you know, because I've had mm-hmm. low spirits. I've had depression. And so it's one of those things where, you know, I say, you know, look up. Ask your creator, whoever you believe in, whatever it is, and then be open to whatever that that inner voice, that small, still voice tells you. And sometimes it's going to say, do something that you have to be courageous, which I feel that's where you're at right now. You're at this you're back down to earth. Right. Like Jesus was. He came back down to earth so that he could be vulnerable and then basically be born again. I think that's how the story goes. But it's a whole new life. It's a whole new life. Yeah, for sure. And here you are on my show, and you said, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about being vulnerable and being a human being and how difficult it is at times. And you know what? If we reach out, Spirit will bring someone into your life. They'll get you through, and then you can do that for the person next to you. But, yeah, I was Marianne Williamson who's like, if I'm getting angry at a peace rally, I'm part of the problem. Yeah. So there it is. (laughs) Yeah, and there's, there's there's two. Do we have a couple more minutes? Sure, yeah. Okay, so there's two um, other pieces of information that are coming to me that I feel to share. So first is um, three of the most powerful words that that can open and unlock um, experiences of being released from this, this tightness or feeling bondage are I don't know. And so I just you know want to encourage everyone out there like it's okay to say I don't know, and that can really be something if you've been struggling with something for a while you've been pushing forward you you know trying to solve something or or break through or or figure it out and if it's not hasn't been opening saying that and giving that to creator and just just being open um really i've experienced as a key to unlock things for me the second is uh for this new docuseries that i'm making i was interviewing a teacher named satyan raja in vancouver bc and um, he basically said the best thing people can do who want to see change, particularly want to see change in the world, are start from the framework that, that everyone, including those who you see as bad or evil, are divine beings with choice. So 
the with choice part is really critical because then that kind of takes the burden off your shoulders and it puts the accountability and responsibility onto them. Like that doesn't mean they can't be held accountable, you know, but it's understanding it's seeing them through that lens, divine beings with choice. And what I've, I've um, started to see is that in quantum physics, the way that you see someone, and we've all seen this in our relationships and whatever, the way that you see someone, it tends to attract them to that mode of expression. Right. So if we see our, quote, adversaries uh, as divine beings with choice, I, I believe that that has the potential to unlock some surprisingly positive, um, uh, you know, transformations in them and in what they're doing and their actions in the world. But it, it takes discipline. You know, it takes focus. And that's not an easy thing to do where we're going through processing all these fears and all these like schisms about our own power and authority and our relationship with authority and what will people say and, and you know, all the, and the patterns in the brain and so forth. But I, I believe it is possible. And I believe like that is, you know, what is going to ultimately transform our world. And the beauty of it is I just went through that high blood pressure thing and my body was talking to me. It was talking to me hmm. about what was going on in my inner self. And then I even treat my kids differently <laughs> because it's just one of those things. It makes me breathe. And then I get back into my heart and then things seem to just kind of magically work out instead of me getting into the trenches like the soldier and trying to fix it, you know. And yeah, that's what I've been yeah. really working on. And now I don't take the medication. So, you know, listen to your body. And there's all kinds of books about it. Louise Hay has one. You know, what, what's your body trying to tell you? But then again, getting back into yourself, quieting your mind. And if you can get that small, still voice to come through... It's always right. I can say that. It's always right. Mm, yeah. Good. Never led me astray. My other voice, though, the one that goes blah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that gets me in trouble every time. So, Josh, I want people to reach out to you. So give us some information how to, to get to you. Sure. I'll give you two websites. So the first is uh, takebackyourpower.net, not .com, but .net. That's where you can watch my documentary film, which was updated in 2017. Um, it's an expose on smart meters. It's won a number of awards. We've released it for free as of a few months ago. So go on, watch it on YouTube, leave a comment, and uh, in particular, sign up to the updates if you want my free guide for reducing EMF and, um, and you want to stay in touch. And by the way, the smart meter thing, it's not just about EMF. There's surveillance and costs going up and the corruption involved and false solutions for the climate problem. Like, it's a huge story. So Watch, watch the film, and you can keep in touch that way. The second is in the, I'm in the process, basically, of um, supporting this new organization. I've co-founded an organization called In Power Movement, I-N-P-O-W-E-R, movement.com, and people can go there and sign up, and um, they are developing this mass action of commercial liability to, again, from a place of, of inner power and inner strength, hold accountable those people and organizations in the world that are causing harm. So those are the two best ways that people can. And also just look up Josh Del Sol on Facebook, <laughs> and you can connect with me on there. And start watching because things are going to start happening for you now <laughs> in a whole different way. <laughs> Josh, I thank you so much for being on the show, and I'm so glad my intuition reached out to both you and James. Um, my uh, lift your spirits with deanmarie.com. You can reach out to me. Give me a phone call 425-350-45448. Uh, Benny, thank you. And join us next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. And I will be here.
to 